Hello and welcome back to Ms. Macintosh, my darling, the commentary. We're on chapter 67. It's a short chapter. Um, I think it's going to be like, before sometimes we'd have a couple of short chapters together, but this one is more like a short chapter, long chapter kind of thing throughout the rest. I don't think uh, we have any, I don't remember there being any short chapters, like two or three of them all together. So, just a short one today. Chapter 67, character list, Vera Cartwheel, Imagine Homer Cape Horn, Moses Hunnaker, Dr. Justice O'Leary. We are back with Vera on the bus. Synopsis, the bus arrives in Indiana in front of the tavern, but the passengers can't get off because Moses can't park the truck. Oh, I guess the bus. It might be because, it's because of a truck. Oops. He thinks the old doc's ghost buggy is blocking the way. One, the story shifts from the past to the present. Vera is on the bus, which was, has just ended its journey in Indiana. Moses cannot park the bus between a milk truck and a hearse. Two, the passengers listened while Moses, Moses cursed. Moses curses at the old doc who is not there. Drivers, of course, often address other drivers who cannot possibly hear a word they say. Probably half the conversation in America occurs in this manner. Three, Moses insisted that the old doc needed to move his old ghost buggy over so he could get into the parking space. Who in the hell did he think he was? Roosevelt in the White House? There were two Roosevelt presidents, Theodore and Franklin D. Since Miss McIntosh talked about not seeing the Golden Gate Bridge, which was built in the 1930s, this is a good, it is a good guess. And since Moses hates Democrats, it is a, uh, he is probably... He's probably talking about, ah, can't spell. He's probably talking about Franklin D. Roosevelt. He was the president of the U.S. from 1933 to 1941. Uh, paragraph four, Moses continued talking to old Doc to move his ghost buggy so he can drop off his passengers. Five, Moses gives up. Six, the bus was stuck in the middle of the street. Vera couldn't tell if the problem was Moses being dead drunk or she was tired. Vera was tired because she had walked the streets of New York until my soul, shoe soles were as thin as paper in a city of paper dolls, whereas I had walked as if in a dream all had seemed one-dimensional. Seven, Moses started singing. I can't give you anything but love, baby. Tiredness, cre tiredness kept the passengers from exiting the bus and walking across the street. I Can't Give You Anything But Love Babies, an American song from 1928. The idea behind the song came during a stroll. Fields and McHugh were taking one evening down Fifth Avenue. They saw a young couple shopping at Tiffany's. McHugh and Fields understood that the couple could not afford to buy jewelry from Tiffany's. They heard the man say, gee, honey, I'd like to get you a sparkler like that, but right now I can't give you nothing but love. McHugh and Fields rushed to a nearby Steinway tunnel, and within an hour they came up with the song. I don't know what a Steinway tunnel is. Okay, wait, I have to see what a Steinway tunnel is. Astoria, New York. What's a Steinway tunnel? 
New York City subway under the east. Okay, Steinway Tunnel is a pair of tubes carrying the IRT flushing line of the New York City subway. So they went to the subway. Why? Okay, so they just went to the subway. I don't think I'm going to there. change it because I don't think the Steinway tunnel has anything to do with it Moses curses the old dock and his old ghost buggy full of bastards. Moses would do anything for the old dock, though because he had done multiple pregnancy tests on the women he'd been with, but none had ever turned up pregnant. Who were all, thank God, dreaming, all as dry as empty pea pods. The rabbit's womb never burst. Moses sings Sweet Mary O'Grady, but the famous song is called Sweet Rosie O'Grady. He recites a line from the poem The Wonderful One Ha Shea by Oliver Wendell Holmes. In the poem, a deacon laments the fact that carriages break down due to weakness at one place or another. The carriages were usually built locally by enterprising villagers. The deacon deduces that if he were to build a one-hoss shay using the finest materials from top to bottom, it would have no weaknesses and would therefore endure forever. So the deacon decides to build the most reliable one-hoss shay there ever could logically be, in accordance with the Puritan principles that critics of the era believed Oliver Wendell Holmes to be satirizing. Every part of it is equally as strong as every other part. This marvel of logical construction lasts and lasts through a parade of decades and deacons providing perfect service all the while, but as Holmes says, logic is logic, and eventually it catches up to the shea. Exactly 100 years to the day that the deacon finished it, the whole thing collapses in a heap of particulates, causing the current deacon embarrassment and a sore behind. So, logically be in accordance with the Puritan principles that critics of the air believed I'm going to hold this satirizing. Okay, good. Nine, Moses complains why the old dog had to park his old ghost buggy in the way when there was the whole goddamn beautiful world to choose from. Ten, Vera thought Moses was going to park anyway, a case where an invulnerable force met with an invulnerable obstacle or where matter meets with the spirit. Eleven, Moses tells the old dog that he hasn't got a Chinaman's chance or a snowball's chance in the midst of burning hell. You haven't got a chance, Doc. 12. Moses thinks buzzards are going to swoop in and take over. The generations of buzzards do go on, honest to God. You haven't got, you haven't a chance. 12. I'm going to shorten this up. I don't know why I did that. Thirteen and Vera thought maybe the hearse was the old ghost buggy and the undertaker was the old dock. She realizes he isn't t talking about the actual vehicles parked, but an invisible old Ford with black canvas curtains flapping. And according to the bus driver's lament, no headlights, no steering wheel, no motor, no license plates. Fourteen, Moses claimed there was a dead man behind the steering wheel. 
15, Moses claimed the old dock was dead from the shoulders down and don't know it. 16, Pharaoh was sure that soon a bird would fly out of the bus driver's beard. 17, the three passengers rocked back and forth in an endless nightmare. Madge laughed at the bus driver's misery, Doc's misery. Homer didn't have any advice for them. Madge compared their situation to being stuck on the, at the top of a Ferris wheel or in a crazy house where you can go in but cannot get out. 18. Homer states that Jackie found the door. I wonder which door she went through. You say she has got tuberculosis. Last paragraph. 19. Vera couldn't tell if she was still dreaming. All right. Thank you for listening. Bye.